0: Mm. Oh Frank, I the the He trying
1: to be Martin Short.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And welcome to Bro Mancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy Max Lyon. What up? Watch Rob and then record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens of tens of listeners listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing this evening? I
1: am fucking exhausted, man. I <laughs> I spent. I spent the whole weekend around 2-year-olds. <laughs> and my god, children are exhausting creatures.
0: Yeah. Went out to a friend's for the weekend and they have two kids.
1: Yes, and they had a uh, they had a 2-year-old birthday party. The kid yeah. was two years old, not the birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for laughing at that. And, and,
0: uh, I mean, when he gets to day 730 of the party, it gets real tough, you know?
1: I mean, that, that joke killed with the two year old. So, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: fuck. Yeah, uh,
0: the math that quickly too. Same
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a lot of children and I was, you know, it it just not equipped to understand the amount of stress that comes from dealing with that many children at once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how teachers do it. I don't know how babysitters do it or daycare people. What are they called?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like, caretakers? caretakers people Care-taker? Daycare people, child caretakers. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, you and I are not parents, so we're not aware of what things are called or things. No, it
1: honestly it it made me realize just how little I actually know about that realm. And like it it opened up my mind to this whole other realm of like. Knowledge that I have absolutely no
0: idea about. Yeah, like being being a father is something that we're not knowledgeable of that at the same. But, you know, who is is Steve Martin as George Banks in the film Father of the Bride, which he's is what we watched this week.
1: He's a father. He's a father. And he
0: is the father of the bride. Uh, yes. Uh, this is a film that if I, would like I'm pretty sure I've seen it because I, but at the same time when I saw it, I mean, it came out night this is a remake. And it is. It, yeah, the original film came out in 1950, and then this is the remake, which came out in 91.
1: Get out of here! Really?
0: Yep. And, um, and the, and I remember my family liking this film, especially my mom. My mom thought it was funny. Um, so this is something that I'm pretty sure I saw as like one of those nights that. They we decided to like go to Hollywood video because it was never blockbuster with us. It was Hollywood video because Hollywood video was like closer.
1: It was the same, same.
0: Yeah. Um, we didn't have, I, I don't think that, you know, the towns that we lived in were big enough for, they for weren't blockbusters. So no, we they Hollywood weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. yeah. 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 So, um, and so I remember, uh, uh, like I just feel like this is one of those films that my mom rented, what you know, to to watch, like just as a, you know, a form of entertainment. And I remember watching it when I was real young. I guess, like that's because like some of these things struck memories. But the biggest memory that came through was remembering how big of a crush I had on Kimberly Williams when I was like four or five years old. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on <laughs> Andy Williams. Um, and as i saw her in this film today i was just like oh yeah that's that's my type like that's the like that's my type and you know now like i i would like that in like a a 10 year older form like her like her at that age is like I even at twenty two. If I met a twenty two year old right now, I'd feel like I'm robbing the credit. I just right, I
1: like when she was I, talking about, "Oh, Dad, I'm twenty two right now." It's, I'm, i and I'm, I'm
0: just like, you have so much to you learn have about life, so much. Like, I if you are if your age isn't starting with a three, I can't be involved. I just can't. Uh, like, right, it, like it starts at thirty for me. Yeah. But nonetheless, I just remember, like. I had a crush on Kimberly Williams, and then my kindergarten teacher was dark-haired and and young, like mm-hmm. in her twenties. So then I had a crush on my kindergarten teacher. Um, <laughs> I, that that. Was I mean. Time. I that feel like
1: I feel like every kindergarten boy had a crush on his. Well, every kindergarten boy that had a younger female teacher probably yeah. had a crush on his feet on his and, kindergarten teacher. And that
0: teacher. and that was heterosexual. And who knows? Yes, maybe maybe some homosexual. Um, you know. Or
1: okay, the, so maybe yeah. only a few of us had a crush on our kindergarten but, teacher. <laughs>
0: but I mean, it, it is a common thing because like that's like. Because usually outside of relatives of like aunts, and right. you know, that's the first woman that you have no relation to that chooses to, to care for you. Exactly. Even, even as a teacher, if they are a good teacher, if they're a teacher worth their shit. Exactly. So it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, my God, as a five-year-old. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Heart, heart eye emojis. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's some women who are 25 who are still doing that with men who are worth the shit. Yeah, shit?
1: It, it
0: is what it is. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror, audience. All right? So, tens and tens of listeners, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. I'm not defensive. You're defensive. Anyway, let's get this <laughs> as <well. laughs> So, as I mentioned, Father of the Bride uh, is a 1991 romantic. American romantic comedy film. I mean, technically, just called an American comedy film. I say there's enough romance in it. I, there's there's a little bit. There's, a, there's enough.
1: Yeah, it's centered around it at least.
0: Yes, exactly. As a as a wedding, and then also, you know, there's there's enough centered around the relationship between uh, George and Nina as well
1: right Diane Keaton right and
0: Steve Martin so and we'll talk about that um but yeah uh the film is starring Steve Martin Diane Keaton Kimberly Williams in her film debut uh Joe George Newburn, who I believe played the Brian McKenzie role uh dude looked like a Brian
1: chode. dude he really did
0: <laughs> yeah. uh and then Martin Short BD Wong and Kieran Culkin uh which if that name last Sharon name sounds familiar, Culkin. that is the younger brother of Macaulay Culkin. Oh, and he's also, the
1: younger brother?
0: Yeah. And also, if you watch Succession, uh, he is also in the show Succession. Yeah, I was uh, going to
1: say, did he even have any other screen time beyond this? Because.
0: Uh, well, I mean, he's he was more of a stage actor. And then Succession is kind of his uh... latest filmography role. Um, uh. But yes, um, he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he is the younger brother. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I went to him, <laughs> Wikipedia real quick. And yes, you had me YouTube.
1: fucking fooled. <laughs> I,
0: was, I was like 99% sure. Now I'm 100%. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, because yeah,
0: Wikipedia yeah. doesn't lie.
1: Um, that's very true wikipedia is a solid source
0: and then as i mentioned uh it's a remake of the father of the bride is a remake of a 1950 film of the same name steve Barton portrays george bakes a businessman and owner of an athletic shoe company called sidekicks who when he finds out his daughter is getting married does not want to give her away uh, the film was directed by charles shire And the screenplay was written by Charles Shire and Nancy Myers.
1: Nancy Nancy, Myers. It's
0: a Nancy Myers joint. She's also a part of the production team.
1: You don't Uh, fucking say.
0: And so with all of this like interior design, wedding design porn, it's like, huh? I wonder why they're so focused on this. Oh, who's involved in it? Nancy Myers. (laughs) She has. She's just like, let me go ahead and drop all these floral arrangements real quick on your ass. Let me go ahead and drop this home from Pasadena in your ass. Let me go ahead and drop this quaint Southern California town in your ass. Like she's just, she's just like, let me give that to you right quick. We know what you came here for. Oh, Nancy Meyer, she knows it. She knows what she's. She knows what she's doing. She knew back here in '91, and then it just kept going. You know when. Something's Gotta Give, which is another movie we'll do at some point uh, in the holiday. And yeah, man, she
1: she has something's got to give
0: another Diane Keaton, Nancy Myers joint. Um, Guess what? This film was released. Ooh, this is another little fun game. Hmm.
1: 1995.
0: I already told you it's from 91. I'm talking about like the month and the month.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Jesus. I've said 1991 like two or three times, dude. Like, it's not – this isn't just like, a, oh, you didn't hear me. So, the one so I said this was it.
1: 1995, right? <laughs> Which
0: is funny because 1995 is when the sequel came out.
1: There's a sequel?
0: Yes. I'll we're not watching it. Of course we're not. We're
1: not I'm, I'm not we're choosing not. it next week. We're
0: definitely not. No. But uh, – do you have a guess for what month it was released?
1: Um, July. No. January.
0: Close. December twentieth of ninety
1: one. Oh, okay. So there it was were... a
0: Christmas movie.
1: It was a Christmas movie, Christmas
0: time movie, which is a, a huge time for the movie theaters in that uh, in that era, and so. That I wonder if that was part of the reason why they chose January sixth as the wedding date. Because I was like, I know you live in Southern California, but January sixth as a wedding date is a very odd choice, right? But at the same time, like they'd known each other, they'd met over you know a summer trip in Rome. But was it a summer trip in Rome? Because like they were there for six months. Uh, Anyway, she was studying
1: abroad. She was studying abroad, yeah, exactly.
0: So does so it's not necessarily a summer trip. Yeah, like it could have been. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, so yeah, just January 6th was just the odd time. And then the fact that it snows, at, you know, to kind of throw a kink. I guess like having knowledge it, of the original it, would probably help in this situation,
1: maybe. but with
0: no knowledge of the original, my guess is that they're just like, oh, well, we have some snow. We got to throw some snow in because this is going to come out in Christmas i just yeah. wonder there's some sort of like connection slash synergy there that they're providing because like the snow it seemed melts. it
1: seemed really random yeah
0: yeah it pretty much melts because and everyone still shows the fuck up like no one's like oh it's snowed so i guess not i mean because they give other excuses for why the parking attendants didn't show up two of them had the flu
1: which is so. a wintertime thing so yeah
0: yeah but what actually happened is back in, back when George had his nervous breakdown where he ended up in jail, he said he only wanted two parking attendants like an idiot, and he caused that whole mess. And so that's – yeah, that's why. Because he was being cheap, and that's what happens when you're being cheap. Anyway, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, real quick, um, the budget for the film – it's $20 million in 91. Jesus. So that's like a 40, like that's 30 to 40 million. How much did it make in the box office?
1: Uh, 85 million. No, 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 no. no. 120 million.
0: <laughs> this is such a discrepancy in guesses. Well, um, I'm thinking million, 120 million. Uh, <laughs> So it made 89.3 million. Son of a bitch! <laughs> 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 That's why I laughed at that discrepancy. It's just like.
1: God damn it.
0: It, was, it would be like a oh, price is right if you, like, <laughs> had the opening bid, you, like, guessed $5 away. And you're just like, no, no, wait, wait, add a what at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> seven fifty. Wait, 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 no, 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 seventeen fifty. <laughs> and the correct price is seven fifty nine. <laughs> uh, um,
1: I like to keep it interesting.
0: <laughs> but due to its success, though, because I mean, it still made over four times the budget, um, and was a critic critical success, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, I mean, for the kind of film it is. Uh, Excuse me a moment. (laughs) Um, (coughs) But uh, they made a sequel, which was released in 95, uh, called Father of the Bride Part 2.
1: Oh, boy. They didn't even rename it. It's just Part 2.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, it was a remake of the 1951 film Father's Little Dividend, Which was the sequel to the original "Father the Bride" film from nineteen fifty.
1: Father's little dividend. Yes. I okay.
0: Hey, hey! Look, it was it was the fifties. All right. Wow. Well, you know what the plot is of Father's little dividend slash Father the Bride Part Two. God, what? Well, basically, four years later, uh, George is telling the audience about how he's ready for the empty nest because his younger son is growing up and will be out of the house shortly, or soon. Okay. And then, shortly thereafter, Annie tells the family she's pregnant. Hey, Annie and George, are oh, Annie and Brian, they're one. having a kid. Okay. <laughs> Annie and George what a Freudian and slip. Uh, <laughs> and then... Basically, uh, Nina says they should sell the home that their children have grown up out of and this and like, they're basically making all these plans to move forward. And then Nina is unexpectedly pregnant.
1: Oh, shit.
0: And so the mom and the daughter have babies at the same time.
1: I'm willing to bet she was too old. I mean, but what do I know?
0: Like, if we do the math, like, what happens is Nina says at the initial dinner when uh, Annie says she's engaged at the beginning of the movie, Annie mentions that she's 22. Uh, Nina mentions that she was 21 when she got married to George. And that shortly thereafter, oh, they had right. and she was like, and she was Annie, or she was Annie's age when she had Annie, so that means she had Annie when she was twenty-two. So at the time of this film, we're talking forty-four. At the time of the pregnancy, then we're talking forty-eight.
1: That's I that mean,
0: seems too old, but I also am not yeah. a doctor, especially uh, as you know.
1: Uh, yeah, my that, okay, sister, whatever. As this my is...
0: sister would elegantly, elegantly say, it, "A pussy doctor." So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not
1: sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my sister Rebecca. She and I have a podcast now, a music podcast called "We Watched Our MTV." It is a Spotify uh, only podcast, but it is hilarious because. Uh, she well you're on it because i'm on it and then she and i have a very good rapport especially with talking about music and we uh basically create playlists off of months and years from the mtv generation which is from when it uh began in august of 81 to when carson Daly left to ERL in september of 03 so <laughs> for those who love nostalgia
1: there you go and music there you go
0: Listen to that podcast. Hit that anyway. shit up. Yeah. Or three episodes deep, three knuckles deep. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can tell this is a late at night and we're punchy. Yeah. Uh, are yep. punchy. Oh man. All right. So anyway, Rot Tomatoes. Oh yeah. Out of forty four critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, what is the Rotten Tomato score?
1: uh sixty percent
0: it is certified fresh at seventy oh, okay. percent right at the cusp there um and the credit consensus uh while it doesn't quite hit the heights of the original this remake of the nineteen fifty classic is pleasantly enjoyable thanks in large part to witty performances from Steve Martin and Martin short
1: hmm.
0: Yeah, Basically. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, there's a, and it says if you like this film, the first two films it talks about that you'll also like are Dumb and Dumber <laughs> uh, and The Wedding Singer. Yeah, okay. I feel like that, and that's half right. That's half know, right. Because if we just ignore that last week ever happened, then, you know, the last film we reviewed was The Wedding Singer. Yeah um <laughs> that's true. Uh, so uh Rachel Wagner of Rachel's Reviews, which is a YouTube channel, but uh it gave it a fresh review saying my favorite performance from Steve Martin, especially the scene where he flips out over hot dogs.
1: When does he flip out over hot Oh, the buns. The hot
0: dog buns, yeah.
1: Yeah. I that's mean, pretty that, funny. That's it, it, pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: I wouldn't say that's, like, the funniest or anything. Yeah, but
0: it, it, it was funny. Yeah. Like, that, it, we had the same reaction. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Henry Sheehan, Sheehan, Sheehan of uh, The Hollywood Reporter, who's considered a top critic, uh, gave this a negative review. Um, the film's sole dramatic preoccupations are with broad physical comedy and unrealistically offbeat characterizations a few moments of norm- nominal pathos are really just structural pauses in the joke series hmm. that's basically his fancy way of saying that a lot of these scenes feel like sketches that they're just kind of almost improvising which i had i kind of had that feeling as well you think like hanging out with like going to Frank's like office or like wherever he office store, whatever the hell, like an initially meeting him and like, right. you know, or like the Frank and honk thing. And it's just like all that sort of stuff. They all felt like, like sketches almost like, all right. in this scene, Martin short, like you're going to have this and this, and like George is like, Yeah, it was the the stakes are minimal here in this film, Um, you know, like there's still the whole bit of this guy who's spent. Like, we don't know how much older he is of, of Nina or if he's older than Nina, like we don't know his age. We're guessing he's probably in his 40s or around the same age as well. Yeah, but he spent half his life raising this girl and he's True. now having to deal with no longer being the most important male figure in her, in her life.
1: Sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like, and to basically as a father, you have to, but well, I'm assuming cause I did never really had a father figure to, did this um i'm assuming to be a good father you kind of have to put your life and everything you do on the back burner
1: i would think so yes well maybe not entirely or anything but yes
0: yeah but like you like the basically you don't find moments to parent your child you find moments to be yourself you are now a parent of your child right you know by default
1: yeah that's your default now
0: like And so to now have to give, like, now your default is no longer needed. And especially because he talks about how he's a little bit more of a you know, kind of a controlling father. Not necessarily like a controlling father, but like a very careful, conscientious dad. Right, right. Like, those are the only stakes in this film. It's just that it's just him learning to let go. And basically having to do that for the first time of, of two times. And especially because it's a firstborn that he spent half of his life taking care of like his whole adult life, pretty much. Um, those are the only stakes though. Like he has the money, the money's never, they never talk about how he's like about to go bankrupt or, you know, like anything else like that. He's he fucking owns like supposedly his athletic shoe company is pretty fucking Successful if he's yeah. What was the whole? Bunny.
1: What was the whole point of that? We barely knew anything about that. It seemed like that th- was just like randomly thrown in there as a detail.
0: I mean, like it, it just—it seemed like it was just something where it was just like, uh, I mean, maybe he doesn't work at a bank. Maybe uh he's like an yeah guy. All right, well, let's put that a pencil on this draft, and then maybe we'll come back to it. We'll figure out a better occupation. And then they like sold the movie. Like, they're about to film. They're just like, hey, what's this job again? Uh, Last time we checked, it was athletic shoe owner. He owns an athletic shoe company. (laughs) Fuck, that's what we ended up on? (laughs) Well, I mean, how far along are we on this? Uh, We just rented out the the sound station, like, started buying racks to put athletic shoes on. Fuck. How much in the budget did we spend on that? Uh, We've already spent about ten thousand on it. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess he's an athletic shoe owner. (laughs) (laughs) That really feels like that's as much thought as it does. Kind of.
1: It does. It really does.
0: (laughs) And and then they kind of made like chicken salad out of chicken shit with it. It Was just like, (laughs) what if we made the bride shoes athletic shoes? Hey, that's a nice sight gag. That's funny.
1: Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Fantastic. That's unique. Yeah, totally worth the money and the budget that we spent on this thing that we forgot to rewrite. Um, <laughs> it, it's, the fact that this is a remake kind of, like, it just feels like knowing that you can feel it because it's just a lot of, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short and their improv friends, like Eugene Levy has a, you know, short scene as a wedding singer. Um, you know, the there's another uh improv actor like I I can't think of the whole you know, BD Wong get you know, acting along Martin Short and Steve Martin and being that uh, the assistant character. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It just feels like they're all like, okay, we've we we know the source material, we want to just you know just like sent or pay homage to it and also just have our own fun with it. And that's kind of what they did with it. Um, It also helps that, or it doesn't help that we don't have kids.
1: Yes. I was kind of thinking that the whole time where it was like, well, I'm coming from a unique perspective here where I, don't have kids I'm not anywhere close to having that perspective so I guess all I can really do is assume how it feels through the eyes of friends that I have that have had kids you know
0: yeah and I think to like my mom and she loved this film and I think to where she was in life at the time this film came out she was 40 years old she had just had her fourth kid, me, All right. unexpectedly, and I was three, and her oldest who was my, which was my sister Monica, was about to graduate high school in '92, and so mm. she's now in that whole like mm-hmm. the first, the first one that she took care of is about to go out in their own sort of thing, right. along with be like. That's still having someone to take her station in life. And then it also had these physical gags from Steve Martin and Martin short. And it had all the Nancy Myers interior design porn. It was just (laughs) right up my mom's alley. It was literally like
1: interior design porn. I love that.
0: (laughs) You couldn't (laughs) cater a film more to my mom than this film at that time. Um, (laughs) And so I think that's part of the reason why it's like, a ubiquitous film in my life and growing up even though i've only really feel like i've seen it one time as a kid like i I, i've known of this film in as a as an entity my whole life
1: Mm, I, i think i see what you mean yeah
0: you know i don't know uh you hadn't seen this before right
1: no, no, I'd never seen this before i I barely even knew it existed actually i, I there was a whole slew of Steve Martin movies in there from the nineties that I mean I remember seeing bits and pieces of Steve Martin and thinking he was funny but i don't I don't know that I've ever watched a Steve Martin movie all the way through prior to this
0: yeah i with Steve Martin. I feel like he can be funny, but like to me, but I, but like he just, his sensibilities tend to go too broad. And and I'm just like, okay. like, Like for, for me, what I find funny is like the, is misdirection is like not seeing it coming. Yeah. And yeah. A little bit of
1: surprise tr- is the whole purpose. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the general idea of telling a joke in comedy in general. Right. The whole mystery of the punchline. Like, oh, hey, yeah. And then it's especially, and then you get an especially big laugh if it's something that makes complete sense that you never thought of. We're like, oh my God. Yes. Like that. That's totally true sort of thing. Right. Steve Martin has the capability of being like sarcastic and creating those kinds of punchlines but I feel like he just he and Martin Short just get too into like the whole like you know oh let's uh create a fake foreign language that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. fucking that was weird.
0: It, it's like
1: it was I, it actually worked though. I thought it was funny as fuck.
0: I thought it was funny because they weren't sending up a particular foreign language or from right. particular ethnicity, then it was obvious that it was just these grown men being the silliest people that they could possibly <laughs> fucking be in this whole is creating this joke for this film. At the same time it's also grown men going goo goo gaga. Yeah. It's so it's just like it's it's a very odd like tug of war there as an audience member to watch that. And like with Steve Martin in this film, you know the broad comedy is some is hit and miss for me. Uh, when he slips on the ice, I thought that was almost that was pretty funny. Uh, when he almost gets run right over by a car that you know the kids are driving, I'm just like, why are the fucking kids driving? Right, <laughs> you should just paid for the two par- actual parking attendants, <laughs> idiot. Uh, but then you know, and like there's other jokes, but. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I'm like,
1: yeah, <laughs> that, it's it's again, it's just, yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what I also loved is just that this film came out 30 years ago.
1: Oh my god, yeah, Fuck and girl. how
0: like the houses seem timeless. None yeah. of it none of like the design or every anything like felt out of date. No. Oddly.
1: No, you're right.
0: <clears throat> what did feel out of date was the fact that when he when he gets a call at the end from Annie, she calls him from a payphone.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> what does feel out of date is when they go to brunch, he fell in the pool chasing the bank book of his <laughs> future in-laws
1: what the fuck even is a bank book a checkbook
0: pretty much yes
1: oh my god i rem- yeah. does anyone in what? our generation t- keep track of those things
0: uh no i stopped using checks a few years ago because i was only writing checks for rent and then they switched to auto pay through Ch- the chase app so like i just literally right. i had literally sent it through my app
1: I remember my mom trying to teach me multiple times how to balance a checkbook. And I was just like, no, I don't want to fucking learn this shit. And look, 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 I didn't end up needing it.
0: (laughs) That is good. I still think that instead of geometry, we should allow geometry to be an elective. (laughs) No, I think I mean,
1: geometry makes sense because it's like just basic shapes. It's when it's gonna when it gets into like trigonometry that's a stupid.
0: Well, geometry leads to like being able to measure shit. Which if you're yeah. gonna be a good like carpenter or someone like that, having a, you know geometry in your back pocket is a good thing. At the same time, it like I feel like replacing geometry with like how to do your taxes, like how to. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Why can't we just have both? Like, why? Why are we not including like, yeah, basic personal finance tax? Anyway, this is neither here nor there. But
0: we like
1: just let us reform the education system, would you? Yeah,
0: really, really focus on fractions. Like, we like because that's basically God. what are fractions? Fractions are percentages. What are percentages? What they take out of your fucking check. Yeah, so you should probably know how to do percentages and fractions.
1: And you know who controls what like gets taken out of your check? You, because you can vote on what the tax is going to be, and they don't tell you that all that shit connects together.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of a Simpsons joke from one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Um, the <laughs> so there's an episode where the the PTA or uh, the teachers go on strike. Um, okay. and, and basically uh, at Springfield elementary, and there's this one part where, uh, you know, the teacher, the teacher and, or, and Mrs. Krabopel and principal Skinner are talking to the parents in the auditorium. And so, and Krabople goes first and she's like, we're just asking for, you know, to have books that are, you know, written and done to us to teach your kids. And then all the kids. Parents and auditorium like, Yeah, yeah, that's simple. Yeah, yeah. And there's like this one voice above everyone who's like, Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, that's obvious. Yeah. And then principal's going to goes But in order to do that, we're going to have to raise taxes. And that's going to come out of your guys' pockets. And the guy's, Oh, yeah, no, we don't want to pay that. No, not <laughs> the taxes. No. And then, and then Mr. Bob goes, But it's for your children. Oh, yeah, the children. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the responses get shorter and shorter. Right. And then he's like, and then Principal Skinner goes like this. He does the little money sign with like the finger and thumb yeah. and fingers. And the guy, and then that voice in the back goes, "Oh yeah, the taxes. That money sign means the taxes." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like all this like garbled voices, and then this one guy going, "Oh yeah, the taxes. The money <laughs> sign means the taxes." <laughs> <laughs> and that just reminded me the way you said things, that. <laughs> well,
1: that was that was a nice little story there.
0: Yeah, thank you. Remember that? Th- remember when I told you off air about what happened in the episode in episode two of the we watched our MTV podcast where my sister took it. Oh, bath. your sister? Yeah, yeah, it runs in the family. It runs in the family. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to tell us. 25 words or
1: less. <laughs> I'm going to start using that.
0: <laughs> and as I look back, I'm like, what a bitch. That's so good to say. It's a dick thing to say. Come on, Bob.
1: Hey, hey, hey. 25 words or less.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> wrap this shit up.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like oh the Chappelle show, wrap it up, box. That no, we're up. not going
1: on another tangent.
0: What? I, I just mentioned it. Oh, okay. You know, you know. Oh, okay. It was, it was a, they talk about the wrap it up music from the Oscars and it's a box with a button and he pressed the button and it says wrap it up and it starts playing the music from the Oscars when <laughs> people's awards speeches are going too long. And then just people in life, life situations just like need to wrap this shit up, <laughs> wrap it up. Uh so the so we talked about the 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 nineties, like the early nineties, like lack of
1: technology
0: yeah. in the film and everything else. Um like I don't even care about Brian and Annie, like they're.
1: I really they're, don't. I really don't.
0: young love bit, I could give two shits about. Well, you know?
1: it's it's also not front and four center in the movie either. That's true. It's mostly just about it's the father it's daughter George. relationship, yeah. And uh, yeah, because we don't even really learn that much about Annie at all. It's mostly just about George. That's why the, that's why yeah, that's why I agree the kiss of the film is not has nothing to do with the actual like wedding
0: couple. But I thought that it was weird watching Diane Keaton in this film. Cause like I feel like Diane Keaton, especially like in real life, is kind of like a very like gung-ho like sisters are doing it for themselves kind of person and in this one she's kind of like this doting wife who's just like oh my god like well if this you know renowned wedding designer wants to do this for the wedding then yeah we should totally go with that idea because it'll make our daughter happy right and sort of thing and like oh we can afford it we might as well do it for the daughter sort of thing and it's just like That would, I get where George is coming from in some instances when it comes to the money because it's just like, stop being so flippant with her money.
1: Like, yeah, and they kind of just like, this is a very early 90s audience, obviously, because they're just like, yeah, we'll just give her what she wants because she's our princess. And yeah, it uh, exactly, yeah, it, it just because of that, the whole thing seemed, I don't know, to me, it was like, it was funny. But plot-wise, it was missing a lot. It just seemed like, okay, so he's got a problem with giving away his daughter, and we get to spend the next hour and a half learning about how he feels about giving away his daughter. Like, that's, yeah,
0: and and like and slowly coming to terms with it, yeah. all while interspersing these little jokes that they come up with.
1: Right. It's not real. It's not you know. It doesn't create any sort of drama with the situation or anything like they could have gone a lot farther with his whole hatred for the you know the the fiance um Mm -hmm. you know all this like there's plenty of other angles they could have gone with it and they just kind of like moseyed along and like oh ho-hum i guess we're going towards wedding day and okay i guess we're getting ready for the wedding after all and i kept sitting there like distrusting the guy The fiance, whatever his name is, is his name also George Brian? No, Brian
0: Brian McKenzie.
1: Brian, that's right, Brian McKenzie. I kept distrusting him simply because I'm like waiting for the thing to happen, like the ball to drop. You know, we're
0: too used to like movies and and Phil for now, yeah, like that's because that's the thing that would totally happen now. (laughs) Like, at the end of the first episode of Mad Men. Where you see this guy who's like, you know, sleeping with this lady in the city and like spending the night at the office and he's got a clean shirt and he's drinking booze and he decides to finally give the cigarette speech and everything. And at the end of the episode, after like two basically being on a two day bender trying to figure out how to give the speech about cigarettes, he then goes back to his home with his two kids and his wife And it's just like, (laughs) oh, oh, this guy isn't some cool, like, ad guy. He's a piece of shit philanderer. Like, (laughs) he's got a whole family. (laughs) And it's just that, that, that show came out 15 years ago. (laughs) Like (laughs) It's just, we're fucking, that's how we're fucking, like, Uh, I lost the word. That's how we're wired now. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Programmed.
0: Programmed, yes. Uh, But there is the most romantic scene of the film that where our kiss comes from. And it's just a little peck between Steve Martin and Diane Keaton, between George and Nina. But on the wedding day, when George is downstairs and then Nina comes down the stairs. And then through the voiceover, George says, you know, I knew I would never remember what she wore that day, but I also knew that I would never forget how good she looked. Hmm, That's a hell of a line. Mm-hmm. There was some good dialogue. There's some good dialogue in this film. Another one, another spot where I thought there was some good dialogue was the initial introduction of Brian. Cause there's a lot of like coded language, that Brian was saying that he was saying, cause he was nervous, but it yeah. was also grading to the point where like you, as an audience member, you're like, Oh, you fucking idiot. Like, Oh yeah. I kind of hate him too. Like, yeah, you know, it's just, but like, it was just little slight things where he was just like, feels really like heavy, you know, to use the yeah. term from your generation. It's like, you fuck face. You like, fuck. Don't you, don't you do that? Like, you know what I mean? And like, but he kept, like, putting his foot in his mouth slightly, but right. then, you know, Nina Making was too goo-goo-eyed and, about, yeah. like, Annie being in love to, like, see it, and George was, like, the only one who was just, like, fuck this little kid. Like, <laughs> but anyway.
1: Even Diane Keaton had a... She had a good line that I, I liked. Do, do you remember that scene where they're in the... She's bailing him out of jail? Mm-hmm. That was, first of all, a great fucking scene, I thought. She comes it in was, there.
0: Yeah, I, it, it was like i felt the way george felt where you're just like behind the bars you're just like i didn't do anything wrong i shouldn't even fucking be here you should see things my way and at the same time i also was thinking to myself this is the woman that i love if i'm putting myself in george's yep. life, is, this is the woman that i love this is the family that i love and this is marriage is compromise and if I want everyone to be she's telling me to shush and if i take a deep breath and i realize it we are okay like financially, everything else we're in a good spot if i just go with it everything just goes and then goes away
1: exactly and during during that scene like there's all these subtle little hints that he obviously trusts her enough to be able to do that Mm-hmm. like the way he's looking at her, his facial expressions. Like Steve Martin is actually a phenomenal fucking actor when it comes to exactly. just like simple physical cues like that.
0: That's why I find him frustrating. Cause he chooses the Broadway.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's see. It's not Broadway, yeah. but like the broad form of comedy right. when he could be that good.
1: So Diane Keaton walks in there for this scene and she starts it by like holding up her hand and saying, You've been more than I can handle, (laughs) which I I, it like it clicked enough for me to write it down because I thought about it and I was like, of all it, like picture that if that's a real situation, you're going to bail your husband out of jail because he's from your perspective, he's just losing it ever since finding out that your daughter is getting married. Mm -hmm. He's just slowly spiraling. And of all of the things you could go in there and say, and in your right fucking justification, could very easily say to him, "You choose to say you've been more than I can handle." It's it's zero judgment. It's not what the fuck is wrong with you, or um, I don't even know who you are anymore. It's not. There's no judgment behind it. There's no pressure behind it. It's just simply. Look, I don't know what it what level you're at, and I'm not gonna judge you for what level you're at, but it's a different level than me, and I can't handle that level right now. So why don't you catch me up? What's going on here?
0: Well I and I also look at it like, you know, she's obviously like the matriarch of the family, the one who holds the homestead down. Like yes. you don't necessarily hear about her like having a job or anything outside of so she might you know, she might be a stay at home mom and everything. True. And so like, the with her, like, I, I hear that line of even more than I can handle of, even though he's the one making all the noise right now, he's the one who handles the financial decisions, he's the patriarch of the family, she's the one who's fucking controlling everything.
1: Yeah. So now she's reached her limit.
0: <laughs> yeah, like she's making the gumbo and he's the star ingredient, but she's the one stirring the fucking pot. (laughs) And this ingredient is starting to like bubble and try to get out of the pot. And it's just like, uh, you like, you need to go back in the pot. This analogy didn't quite work, but you get what I mean.
1: Right. Right. So all of, all of this is, is why they're like actually the couple of the movie.
0: I agree. And also why, why I get, people liking this movie so much because of the whole like the father dynamic because steve martin does seem like a good dad in some of these scenes like when he's like absolutely yeah he he just seems like a good dad overall in the film and then on top of all that their relationship just seems like a very healthy 20 plus year marriage which yeah they're not sick of each other which is basically it seems like that's the goal now for fucking marriage right
1: it's like hey if you make it past five years you're good
0: yeah so i get why people like you know hold that up hold this movie up as like a almost like a beacon to you know the the american family i
1: guess yeah well steve martin does have a history of playing in in films like that too where he plays like the silly father figure of the family the typical this was kind
0: of this opened up that whole thing where cheaper by the dozen and all that other right shit so uh well i give the kiss of solid b because of the dialogue
1: yeah it's a b minus yeah i it's not it's not there's nothing special behind the kiss at all it's just the context
0: yeah as far as what happens after after well it's kind of answered for us they have kids
1: They have kids.
0: (laughs) They have a child and a grandchild. They have a (laughs) they have have a kid. There's a kid who calls someone (laughs) the same age their uncle. Oh, yeah. Uh, That also happened in my dad's side of the family, my youngest uncle and the oldest from one of the older uncles were right around the same age, so. That's weird. Yeah, so.
1: God, that's weird.
0: And that was in, you know, in a small town, like in the Mount Angel Silverton area of Oregon, so there's not a lot of people. So yeah, they, they kind of grew up together <laughs> in that frame, so.
1: <laughs> Did they call you know each other, like, uncle and nephew? Uh,
0: uh, no, I mean, they, they just called each other by name because they oh, are okay. basically peers, so.
1: Yeah, but still. Title is everything. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's give this film a verdict. So, Max, do you fuck, marry, or kill?
1: Ah, uh, is a fuck. It's a fuck for me. It's funny. It's worth seeing. Definitely. It's just. I mean, it's nothing special, and it's. Uh, it's just a nice, funny, lighthearted Steve Martin comedy. Really, that's really all you need to say about it.
0: <laughs> and. I fuck this film as well, uh, mostly because uh, I've fucked the other films for the idea of this is a good film to have on in the background while you're folding laundry on a Sunday. Yes, uh, this is one of those films. This
1: is one yes. of the movies that when it comes on on cable, go ahead and throw it on in the background. But
0: yes, if you gotta wash, like wash laundry or uh, do the dishes or you know cook a meal or something feel free to have this on in the background. It's not going to take away too much of your attention, and maybe you'll see something that'll make you chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And something that'll make your heart, or maybe you'll be lucky enough to see the scene where Nina comes down the stairs and you get to see that dialogue again.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: We'll see if you have the closed captioning on like I did. Um, So that's that uh so you can find our socials uh the show's instagram at Bromancing the stone podcast all one word together um and then on twitter at bro the stone pod that's p-r-o-t-h-e-s-t-o-n-e-p-o-d and You can find me on twitter at supermarket sweep without the e in super so that's s-u-p-r market sweep and then you can find my instagram at relusa88 and that's relusa 88 and then max
1: On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted with a period. That's T A G period, L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore instead of a period.
0: And then it's your choice. What do you choose for the last movie of Wedding Season?
1: All right. So the last season of, or the last episode of Wedding Season, we are going to do what we probably should have done to start off wedding season, but we're going to do Bridesmaids.
0: Bridesmaids. The Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne classic.
1: That's right.
0: So I, we're going to get a lot different vibe. A
1: lot than, different. <laughs> <than> this
0: film <laughs> probably The Bride. Um, but also the kind of vibe that I'm sure Mike and Dave were trying to reach and didn't because they suck. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. We thank y'all for listening. We'll catch you next week.
1: Love you guys.